and welcome to another episode of Team Donico, Helping Pets and Their People. I'm your host, Marilyn Milano. And if you have not tuned in before, then you are in for a treat because Team Donico has been doing amazing work in our community to help pets and their people. And if you don't know about what they're doing, you're going to want to know. And if you do know, we're going to get more information today so that you can share with others. And I always like to start the program by just saying, have you ever been out walking, you know, just walking in downtown Seattle or walking anywhere and you see someone that maybe looks like they don't have a place to stay and they've got an animal with them? And do you ever wonder, you know, is that animal cared for? Does their dog or cat have food? Are they going to have shelter? It's freezing. What's going to happen? Uh, over 30 years ago, uh, Team Doni Co. asked those questions and started doing work to make sure that the pets of low income and unhoused people would have access to the care they need. So today what we're going to be doing is hearing from our president of the board of directors, Marty Casey, and she is going to be filling us in on a lot of things that are going on about the team that's working, what is needed, what the staff is doing, what exactly is happening in the clinic. She's got a lot of fantastic information and we'll definitely want to share that with other animal lovers and animal supporters in the area. So we will take a very short pause and then come back with our president of the board of directors of Donico, Marty Casey. I'm your host, Marilyn Milano, and we'll be right back. Donico Pet Clinic provides comprehensive care for the animals of people in need. Funded by donations and powered by volunteers, Donico Pet Clinic keeps overhead to a minimum to ensure healing is at a maximum. Hi, this is Marty. Please help Team Donico make a difference in the lives of pets and their people. Volunteer or donate today. Donico Pet Clinic. Log on to donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E. I wanted to ask you if you wouldn't mind just saying, you know, how long you've been coming to Donny Cole Peckland? We've been coming um, about two years when they were still down uh, in downtown Seattle. They're wonderful. They've saved our dogs and cats many a times. Very kind. So what advice do you have for people who have pets? Uh, definitely spay or neuter. Just too many that have to be euthanized or live horrible lives. It's really great because these folks don't want to have to make that choice. And we're here so they don't have to make that choice because they don't want their pet to uh, suffer or have a medical issue that goes untreated. But if their other choice is to give up the pet so that their pet could be treated, that's a really hard and heartbreaking decision that a pet owner might need to make. And, And we hopefully provide services where they never have to make that choice. Welcome back to Team Donico, helping pets and their people. And as I mentioned just a moment ago, we've got some great information that President of the Board of Directors, Marty Casey, is going to share with us. So, Marty, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and talk to us about what is happening at Donico and how people can help. Thank you, Marilyn. It's always a pleasure to be here. And as any of our listeners know, I love to talk about Team Donico and the work that we're doing. I wanted to be here today because I feel like so much has happened here at our clinic in the past year during 2022. And as we approach the last quarter and what we traditionally in the nonprofit industry call the season of giving, 
I felt like it was really important to come and try to communicate to our listeners just how important and amazing the work that we do is. This really comes about because a couple of weeks ago I was in the clinic and I was sitting in an office that is technically an exam room and it is has two doors and I didn't close the door that was the one that led to the treatment room and I was able to watch two of our vet practitioners take care of some very very ill dogs at the same time I was also up front and wandering up front and talking to some of our clients and in particular, a woman came in who was a little bit late. And so we fill up so quickly, but we did triage and got her pet in. And she was so incredibly grateful. And then the pet, the dog was just the cutest little thing you've ever seen. And apparently it had ingested something that it wasn't supposed to. I think many owners of pets know that when a pet eats something they're not supposed to, that sometimes it can be a lot worse than others, depending on what the pet ate. And the only way that that can be found out is um, sometimes, you know, some exploration with x-rays and imaging to find out if they will pass it naturally or we need to take surgical intervention. In this case, we needed to take surgical intervention because it can can tear the pet's insides if you don't do that and then scar tissue. And it's just, it's not good at all. And it was just the space of this dog was so, just so amazing. And then the woman was so grateful and just thankful that we were able to help her. I rushed a couple of other procedures. A tooth got pulled that was infected. And then another one was a mast cell removal. And this was all just happening during the course of our weekday clinic. And I was almost in tears sitting there trying to work on my computer. And I was almost in tears. And I thought, how can I communicate this? And then ask for help from people. Um, we are the only organization in the Seattle area that offers the the full comprehensive care. There are several organizations that offer wellness care with vaccines and topical issues such as ear infections or, or skin rashes and things that can be provided. But there isn't another organization that provides vet care, including surgical interventions. And so if your, your dog swallows or cat swallows something and they need to have it removed and you can't afford to go to the vet, we are the place you would come. Well, what that means is we also get a high, there's a very high percentage of cases that we see of clients that come in that have those emergent and critical cases, such as ingestion of strange items, tumors, tooth infections, or other chronic illness. Um, we are desperately trying to meet the demand and we're still not able to do it we open our clinic at nine o'clock and by 8 30 there are more people than we can serve during any given day now it's great now when we weren't able to do this before but we are able to say you can come back tomorrow or you can come back saturday you might want to get here a little earlier and one of the things we're finding is that our vets that are working many hours and uncompensated doing procedures and 
and taking care of the animals. And we're still not able to meet the demand. And we're also using many more supplies and medications because we are doing more. And not only are we seeing more animals, we're, we're seeing more critical care animals that, that need the surgical tools or surgical equipment, or we have all the equipment, but there's always, I'm not a vet, so I can't tell you use the right term for the tools, but you know, sterilization, liquids, and all those type of supplies, bandages, and things like that. So I wanted to use the time today to really ask our listeners to help us. Um, we, as I said, we, we are going into the fourth quarter. I know it's when a lot of people think about how they can give and if they can. It's a tough year this year, and we understand that. Um, it, the economy is not great, and there are a lot of things going on. But I hope that some people will be able to help us so we can continue offering all these great services. I think it's amazing what you're doing, first of all. I mean, I'm, I just I never cease to be amazed <clears throat> about the progress that Donico is making and how you've gone from just a couple of clinics a month to these multiple clinics weekly and how many animals you're helping. And I know that you're doing work to help people as well and um, the pet owners. And so what's happened is that this this has burgeoned. And as more people find out about it, more people will be saying, yes, I'm going to need that kind of help. Now, um, again, you said you're powered by volunteers. I've, I've heard you refer to that before as well. And what exactly what exactly does that mean? Marilyn, that is a gr great question, because I think I just said that, you know, our team is working, our, our vet team is working overtime in uncompensated time. We have always, Donico Pet Clinic has been powered by volunteers and has not had any employees until maybe a year ago. Right now, we have one full-time staff member who is the operations manager. I'm completely volunteer. More than 30 years, close to 35 years, Donico has been completely powered by volunteers, meaning that we haven't paid people to get this job done. Once we, the only way we were able to move into this clinic and increase our services was that we worked with a really progressive local group of veterinarians. And what they do is they, it's part of their job that they get to come down and work with our clients. So for the vets, it's, they're still paid what they make as part of their salary at the local veterinarian clinics, but as part of their job, they are able to come down and work at Donico and help animals for the and clients that can't afford the vet care. We have uh, one full-time employee, which is a operations manager who does amazing things and gets so much done. We probably couldn't do it without her. And then the vets come back and then for hours that they aren't compensated for from this veterinary group, they come back and will put in an extra 12, sometimes 14 hours a week, seeing more animals. And many of you have heard that we have talked about how tough the veterinary business is right now. So that we are so lucky to have so many people that are willing to put in those additional hours on top of their already long week is 
is truly amazing. And I think it says a lot for the work that we're doing. They, um, one of the things that we talked about, and I have to bring this up because I know that people might be tired of hearing just my voice, but I'm a volunteer as are most, a lot of the other people that we have working with us. And we've also decided that we're not going to allocate the funds to a marketing staff or a fundraising development person. So what that means is that it's a, it's a lot of money for a small organization like us to build a marketing infrastructure or adding on developing development staff and its employees are very, very expensive. And we've decided that it's more important that we put those funds towards the care of the animals. So all donors can be really sure that their dollars are having a big impact because it's about 90% of the funds go directly to the care of the animals and the surgery and the supplies. So the direct cost there of what it takes to care for that animal, which is pretty amazing. Um, but it also means that we have to compete against all the other voices out there for very worthy organizations um, who are able to send a lot of emails or um, buy advertising or you know, have a PR staff to try to get media coverage. I mean, there's a lot of benefits to having a marketing organization that can help you with those things, but we've chosen not to. So that means that our donors get to hear from me more than anybody else, and probably not often enough, um, because, you know, frequency is really important to help people remember on all the good causes out there. Absolutely. I mean, there are. Sometimes it's overwhelming. I mean, I'm an animal lover myself, obviously, and I see so many things where I want to give. And, you know, I'm limited with what I can give. And yet there are so many amazing groups doing such amazing work. So um, I'm sure that there are people out there that are like, yes, if I had a lot more, I'd, I'd give them 50 grand. But if our listeners can't give money, um, what else can they do? How else can they help your cause? Well, every listener can help us by being another voice for us. If you know pet lovers or people that care about people that care about animals um, and want people that don't have a home to have some of the same benefits of that powerful bond between a human and animal, share information about us, please. Um, help us raise awareness. Not a lot of people know about the Donico Pet Clinic um, because we don't have that marketing arm to get out there um, and do it. A lot of our clients come to us by word of mouth and we often say, oh, well, we should do this to advertise, but if we're scared now if we advertise for actual clients that we can't meet the demand that we're generating by word of mouth. But if you know people that are interested in this and they might be able to help us, and I don't want to ever have people think that, you know, $5 makes a difference. Any amount makes a difference because if everybody gives $5, it's, it's amazing what can be done, how many supplies that can buy, how many um, Band-Aids or surgical Band-Aids that can fund. And all of those things, as everybody's heard, medical supplies are very expensive. So 
just by helping us raise awareness is an incredible gift that people can give us. Oh, I, I definitely think so too. And you know, you're right, because I've talked to people about the work I do with you on this show. And I would say the majority of people I talk to, many whom are animal people, are not aware of the work you're doing. They're not aware of Donico. Now that doesn't mean that you don't have a good footprint in the area or that a lot of people don't know. Mm -hmm. There's so much upside for people to learn about what Donico is doing and to help. And as you said, $5, I mean, some people are like, well, I want to give the 10 causes, but I've only got 50 bucks. Well, you can spread it around. Back in the old days of, of Whole Foods, um, they used to ask if you wanted a dime back if you brought your own uh, grocery bag. And I never took my dime back because I knew it would get lost in the bottom of my purse. But I knew if 5,000 people gave their dimes back to, to Whole Foods for the cause of the week, that it was going to add up. So we can never underestimate the power of how even the small donations make a huge difference. And the more people help and the more people spread the word, the more people will know what you're doing. And more can be done. And that's the whole point. You know, it is helping more animals and their people and getting the word out there. And as it grows, more people will become aware and more people will want to be part of it. Yes. And that's what we're hoping. We're hoping that um, if you have a friend, you will share it with a friend. And your energy and enthusiasm is better than any marketing program. So that's what I say to our listeners your energy and enthusiasm will help support this cause and it's much more genuine and i think it has more impact than any well certainly any marketing program that we would be able to put money towards so but i think almost any when there are people that you trust advocating for a cause you're more likely to learn more about it and we have just put up an article that we had in Real Change newspaper at donico.org and under the news section. And that really also gives a good explanation of, of what we have done this year. And I've promised my team we won't do anything else in the next three months that's new. So we won't have anything new till next year, I promise. <laughs> well, there's a lot going on right now. And it sounds like there's a lot of room uh, to just help with the programs that are in place. And again, you've had some folks that have shared generously. And for all the people listening that haven't been familiar with Donico, or maybe they are, but they just haven't, they thought, well, my my donation will be tiny. No, 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 it all adds up and it's all going to this cause. And as you described that little dog that needed the uh, surgical procedure, I mean, the look in the animals' faces, the look in the humans' faces as they're realizing that you're going to do what you can to help their beloved pet, those things are priceless. And that's what this is leading toward. It is, it is helping one animal at a time, one person at a time. And that's how the work gets done. And so again, just Marty, thank you for all that you and Donico are doing to help um, pets and their people in our community. It's appreciated. It's great work. Um, I know that if you haven't been to the website, there is a lot of information there. That's donico.org, D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. And if you need to reach out or have questions, you can always do that through the website. And is there any other contact information that folks need to know about, Marty, or is that pretty pretty much the best way to go about it? No, you can. The website will direct you. If you want more information, you can send it to info at donico.org. 
but I will also give you my email address. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions or show you the clinic if you want to get a tour to see how your valuable funds will be spent. Um, and I'm always more than happy to talk about Donico with you. We can do a phone call or a Zoom. And my email contact is M-A-R-T-I, Marty, at donico.org. And that's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E dot O-R-G. And Marilyn, thank you for letting me share and um, news about this, this great organization. Oh, I mean, so many. It's so good to hear good news and it's so good to hear the good things people are doing because sometimes what we see in the world can be overwhelming and the negative and make us feel like there are no good people left and what's happening and we're going to heck in a handbasket. And yet there's all this stuff going on. People need to be aware and we need to keep doing it and making it bigger yes. and better and helping more. So thank you so much. We're going to take a very short break. Thank you, Marty. And then Eric Kramer will be on with another episode of Celebrity Pets. So do stay tuned. I'm Marilyn Milano, your host of Team Donico, helping pets and their people. We've been talking with Marty Casey, president of the board of directors, and we will be right back with Eric's segment on local celebrity pets. So don't go away. Hi, this is Marty. Please help Team Donico make a difference in the lives of people and their animals. Donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. Mine, she's nine years old. We got her fixed. So we're just coming to get their shots redone. Dog. What type of dog is that one? She's a Yorkie Chihuahua mix. And this one? Is a Husky Red Healer. Overwhelmed right now because it was such an awesome experience. I mean, gee, they took good care of him and I was didn't know where to do, what to do or where to go. Real grateful. Thank you. I got a cat. She's like a tabby, red tabby. And how long have you had the cat? It was a gift from my church. Oh, okay. Yeah. And have you used, is this your first time? No, this is my second time. Second time? Yeah. So what did you bring your cat in for? I bring it for the um, booster shots, the second shots. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think about the services? Oh, I love the service. It's a good place to bring your animals. And how long have you had your cat? A couple months. Would you recommend this for other people? Oh, I do all the time. I do all the time. Coming up next on the show is a special feature courtesy of your friends at Team Donico. It's Celebrity Pets with Eric Crema. On today's Celebrity Pets, I'm talking with Paul Sylvie, well-known King 5 sports reporter. Welcome to the studios, Paul. Great to be here, Eric. Thanks. I appreciate your time and must say uh, coming in via Zoom. Got to give Zoom a little bit of props there. Uh, Paul, tell us about the animal or animals that you have there in the Sylvie household. We have two cats. Oh, two uh, cats. Male, male and female, uh, tabby cats. One is Potter and one is Priscilla. Potter and Priscilla. Did you get them both at the same time? Yeah, we went down to Tacoma Rescue uh, about five years ago, six years ago maybe, and um, and Priscilla was sticking her head out of a cage. We wanted to get a couple of kittens, and she was sticking her head out of the cage, and 
and kind of looking at me and I said, Oh, that stay, I told Sally, my wife, <laughs> stay right there and make sure no one gets her. And then she, she, so then there was another one that Sally saw on the internet and we hadn't seen him. So um, real quickly, she was going to just, we were, we were going to head out with just Priscilla and, uh, and Sally found a spot where some of the shy uh, kittens were and the one she wanted was in that in that room so we were able to snag potter on the way out and uh, got lucky so the two of them uh have been in our lives ever since that's great you got kind of a two for one deal there yep. <laughs> um and i don't know much about cats to be honest with you now is it better to have a male female to get along a little bit better i think i don't know if that makes much of a difference other than the fact that they were both basically the same age and, and uh you know I didn't know anything about cats really because Sally's the big cat person and I was always a dog guy. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I was a little hesitant about bringing two cats in and starting that up. But I'll tell you what, uh, as an older guy with a uh, little less time for taking the dog for walks and things like that, uh, I'm selfishly, I love having cats. They, <laughs> they kind of do their own thing and they love you to death and uh, they don't need you to help them do things. So. That's true. It's kind of everything's on their time, right? That's right. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're home again? Okay, I'll come over yeah. and see you. Yeah. So, great names, too. How'd you pick the names? Potter was named on the, on the Tacoma Rescue site. So okay. his little face popped up, and they had already called him Potter. It's a good name. Priscilla we got um, just randomly. Um, I'll tell you this. I don't know if you've ever heard this, because I didn't do it here about it until my daughter was doing it. But she was doing some kind of Priscilla, Priscilla dance when she was younger. And... <laughs> We were looking for another P name for the for the female cat, and I asked Sally, "said What about Priscilla?" And she said, "Sure, that works." So it wasn't a whole lot of thought process, but I guess I have my daughter to thank for it. That's all right. Well, I think the cats too. I think they they just assume they have their own names anyway. You can call them whatever you want, but you know what? I only go by this in my head. You know, that's right. That's a good point. We act like they understand us, and uh, I'm not sure they do, and they they certainly don't respond to their name like a dog would. Well, Paul, I wish people could see you. You light up when you talk about them, and that's really cool. That's, I think, a big thing what animals bring to our lives. I appreciate your time on today's Celebrity Pet, and congratulations on all your success, too, there at King 5. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. You got it. And, ladies and gentlemen, listen for another Celebrity Pets, where you discover why the biggest celebrities in our life are often our furry friends. Team Doni Co. Celebrity Pets is supported in part by Jerry and Lois Photography, where memories and dreams take flight. Learn more at jerryandlois.com. Team Doni Co. hopes you enjoyed the Celebrity Pets interview. Be sure to listen for more in our upcoming shows and log on to donico.org to learn ways to help animals in need.